Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks, and thank you for joining me as I was talking about who God is, talking about the image of God. Yesterday, I closed with that we were in Genesis made in the image of Almighty God, and that's uh, that's great to know. That's things that we need to talk about and things that we need to understand about what God says and, and to just uh, really put that into perspective in our lives. Our Heavenly Father, as we continue today, may you bless each listener. Lord, if they just tuned in for the very first time today, Lord, I pray they would not hear me, but Lord, they could hear from you, that you would speak through me, that people would understand your truth, and God, that I would be that messenger and I would handle it correctly. God, give me wisdom. Give me strength. Certainly, Lord, help me in my weaknesses. I need your help. I want to be a man of God. I want to be a leader. I want people to to see you, and I want them to see you clearly. I pray, God, they'd get involved in their church, get involved with their fellowship, get involved with spending time with you. Lord, I pray you'd bring great joy and peace to their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, folks, God has a moral code inside each one of us. We was talking about God and knowing God, and he has a moral code inside of us to know right from wrong. Someone had to give that code. You just didn't naturally come by it. It was just a natural phenomenon. And Bible says in Romans one twenty, since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. The moral code was put there so there would be no excuse and that every person on the planet would have a decision to make to believe it or not. Currently, it is said over 2 billion people believe in Jesus Christ and the rest don't. Some of you are passionate about injustices. When you see injustices, you want to take care of it. That's great. But there's no injustice unless there is justice. If there was not a standard of what you should fight against, there would be no reason to fight against it. Within us is a higher moral law, revealing the universal lawgiver, our Lord. We We are created in the image of God for His glory. Inside you is the evidence of God's existence. You know, I woke up the other day, and I just turned on my Gideon Bible app, and I listened to the first three chapters of Romans. I think you ought to just read chapter 1 very carefully. Listen to the words, especially after the greetings from verse 8 uh, to the very end of the chapter to verse 33. Listen or th- through 32. Listen to the words. You will see, God, you will see some of his moral code laid out right in front of you. I challenge you to read Romans 1 this week. You know, the, uh, we live in a world that, you know, people are trying to make decisions. But within us is a higher moral law, revealing the universal lawgiver, our God. We are created in the image of God for his glory. You know, there is visible and invisible evidence of God in your life. Look for a moment with me at your body makeup. I know I don't like thinking about my body in any way, especially I like to avoid the mirror. It just drives me crazy when I walk by a mirror. You know, you look at things, you see all your faults. But you know what? You also see God's incredible design because we are all different. The human body has between 10 and 100 trillion cells. They are constantly tore down and being remodeled and replaced. Think of it this way. If your body was a house, that it was the size of Texas, imagine knocking down all the walls in a million rooms every second and rebuilding them. 
I, there was a sermon that I took this from that someone shared, my wife should shared with me. I don't can't remember again the author, but but I like that illustration, taking the walls a million rooms every second and rebuilding them. That's what's happening in our bodies. Then your blood. You have 50 billion white blood cells that are fighting against viruses and disease. Your body, according to scientists, have 60,000 miles of blood vessels that could go around the Earth equator two and a half times. Only God can create a masterpiece like you. He is so much more than our minds can understand, but yet he is as close to us as a brother. He hears our every cry and knows our every heartbeat and knows if we believe in him or if we live in an island of our own that we have made up to justify our lives. You can then look outside you. You can cause. look at the cosmos. Every single effect has a cause. If the universe exists, it must have been caused by something, right? Thomas Aquinas, the Italian philosopher and theologian, wrote five proofs of the existence of God and says it this way, an infinite chain of finite cause is impossible. Therefore, there must be first a cause of everything, which is an uncaused cause, and that is God himself. There is efficient cause for everything. You believe one of two things about what you believe. You either believe it's eternal, you believe it's it's, uh, you believe either in the universe or you believe in God. Even scientists believe the universe had a beginning. God brings his personal attention to his creation. Indeed, he demonstrates his love for us. He sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to be the living God on the planet and to die for the sins of the world and then to rise again. And the great news, he's coming again and he sent his Holy Spirit to comfort us, to be with us, to lead us, to give us wisdom and knowledge. The question I have to ask today, is God in a box in our lives? Have you boxed God up? What is the difference between you and a coworker, or you and your neighbor or your friends and family who don't know Christ? What is the difference? Here's what happens. Most of us view God in a box. We have boxes in our home that we put stuff in. We put them on the shelf. Your garage probably has a bunch of boxes. Then when we need this stuff, we get it out off the shelf, pull it out and use it. When we're done, we put it and we stuff it back in the box and put it back on the shelf. People, too many times we do this with God. We pull God out when it's time to uh, when it's time of need or pain and where we want something and we get fulfilled, so we put him back in the box until the next time. We have cre- created an idea of God in our own mind. Too many times we have failed to allow the Bible to reveal to us who God really is. We have him defined in our terms. Listen to the Apostle Paul in the opening chapter of Romans as he shares. Remember, the Apostle Paul was one of the most learned, sharp, devout Jew. He thought the story of Jesus was fake, as some might call it fake news until he had a revelation from Jesus and experienced Jesus and was struck blind until Jesus opened his eyes. When he opened his eyes, he knew this Jesus who he had denied and persecuted people over was a life-changing Jesus. Now listen to the Apostle Paul. And this is a passage of scripture before the one I read earlier, Romans 1, 16 through 19. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is a power of God That brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. For the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness is by faith from first to last. 
just as is written, the righteous will live by faith. Is it through the gospel by the power of God that brings salvation to everybody? Of course it is. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is salvation? It is being saved from something. In this case, we are saved from eternal damnation to eternal life. He went on to say the righteous will live by faith. And that was a faith Paul fought hard against. When Jesus came in his life, he could see the power of God through Jesus Christ. So many still have blinders on today. So many still struggle with believing. When one finally gets gives Jesus a chance, they will see the power of God unfold, and you'll want to let him out of any box that he may still be packed in. The next point I want to share with you today as we near the closing is this. Worship the God who created us. Not the one you have created or we have created. We treat God like our grandparents. We go over their house for holidays, talk surface level things. But when it comes to real issues like sexuality, identity, and ethics, we don't want to talk about it. That's because we want God on our terms. We don't want anyone defining who God is. We want to do that on our own. We sure don't want a book uh, to do it for us, namely the Bible. How could this book define God? Yet God has revealed himself in his terms, in the Bible, and you can trust it. It has stood the test of truth. It's historic. It's archaeologically sound. It's incredible. It's God's truth. We have a lady in our church that's heading to Jerusalem to do an architectural dig for, uh, not uh, archaeologically, I can't even say the word, a dig for about a month. How incredible is that? She is going to come back with some great knowledge and understanding. The Bible is the most unique book ever written. 1,500 years, 40 authors from different walks of life, three continents, three languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, different times, same message. The Bible says God is self-existent, supreme being, creator, ruler of everything. He is powerful. He's good. He's loving. He's full of wisdom. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the fairest of 10,000. Exodus 3.14, Moses told us that God is the I am that I am. He exists in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, according to the Gospel of Matthew. He exists everywhere, according to the Psalms. Psalm 51 reminds us that there is nothing like him. He is supreme. He is infinite. He is incomparable. He created the world. He is active, sustaining the world. He is perfect in all power. He has given all power and authority. He is a God of wisdom. He is a God of love. He is the God of grace. All this leads to the ultimate question. Do you trust him? Have you made him the Lord of your life? Have you made him the Lord of your life, or have you drifted to a faraway place in your mind and made gods of everything around you? Maybe it's time for the ultimate wake-up call before your life gets away. Serving God on his terms, not ours. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are serving God on his terms. I hope you're believing in who God really is. If you are, I'm sure you're experiencing that and you're knowing that by how God is intervening in your life. He intervenes in my life every day. I see his hand, but I can tell you this, I believe and I hope you do too. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, 
please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.